Hello everyone. Welcome back to Get With Tisa. So for those of you who don't know, you are listening to Get With Tisa that's being broadcasted through the facilities of Trent Radio on 92.7 CFFFFM in Peterborough. And it's Black History Month. So the quote for today's show is, hate is too great a burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the Hated by Coretta Scott King. Whoop, whoop. Wow, that is deep. Yep. So I know you guys hear another voice here with me. So introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Ropa. If you weren't tuned for last week's episode, I was here and I was bombarded. <laughs> we were both ambushed. <laughs> yeah, but my name is Ropa Fazzo, and yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, so today we are going to speak about... We're going to be talking about the importance of having conversations around politics, specifically about politics around in black history, since it is Black History mm-hmm. Month. Um, I'll, I guess I'll introduce what we're talking about. I've been thinking about Black History Month a lot, and I've celebrated black history officially for three years. And in those three years, I've realized that I don't fully understand what Black History Month means. Mm -hmm. Because when, like we were saying before, that um, when I think of what Black History Month is, I think of American history. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can't really connect with that kind of history. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm from Zimbabwe, and we don't have a history of like slavery per se we have colonization which i feel like is slightly different Mm -hmm. and even with that we kind of fought and got our freedom back Mm -hmm. quote unquote so i don't think i identify with the the culture of black history in the way that people interpret it here yeah so we were speaking about it earlier and I said, like, when I really think about Black History Month, I, like, my first thought is to American Black History. Mm-hmm. I think about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., like, things like that. But when I think about, like, Bahamian, strong Black his- black figures, mm-hmm. it's, like, it takes a lot more effort for me to just, like, figure it out. Yeah. So America has this strong thing about just, like, I don't want to say pushing their cultures onto other people mm-hmm. because that seems so abrasive, but Loki, that's what they're doing. So it's yeah. like everyone is like, when they think black history, the first thought is slavery. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, that's Loki, the history. Actually, no, it's not. My history is a bit messy, it's a bit mucky yeah. because of colonization. Yeah. But yeah, everyone just, the first thought is, oh, slavery. And that's it. See, but I feel like it. my problem, I guess, with Black History Month is that we aren't using it as an opportunity to learn and educate each other. I think, like, we're all celebrating, and there's nothing wrong with having, like, events and festivals that celebrate the history that's happened, but I'm... I'm looking for places and opportunities where people can actually have conversations about mm-hmm. black history, not just American history. Because I think, unfortunately, what's happening is that because we're not having the conversations, we're still living with, like, 
the repercussions and the consequences of what colonization or slavery mm-hmm. did. And we're walking around with the wounds of ancestors that we had. And unfortunately, that's impacting the way that we relate with society today. Yeah. And I think Black History Month should be an opportunity for us to actually really sit down and like think and talk about what black history means to us and use that information to propel us for the future. Yeah. Because realistically speaking, like we are the black history like one day people are going to be looking at our generation and being like those people were our black history. Yeah. How are we contributing today? How are we contributing to our black history? Yeah. So something I enjoyed with Taxu did last week for Taxu Talks, mm-hmm. that was a bit of the topic. So I can't remember the exact topic, but it was about like looking at our past and figuring out like our future. Yeah. So I think a lot of times for Black History Month, you're just like, yeah, I'm black and I'm proud. And that's good because, you know, yeah. society has taught us that being black is like being lesser. Mm-hmm. So it's good to kind of just appreciate what you are. But at the same time, like, are we making changes or are we just staying stagnant? And that's the thing. I feel like right now, I can't speak for anybody else, but Black History Month for me has just become a showcase of talents. Yeah. And a showcase of, like, we do this and we do this and a publicity this and publicity that. And very few actual conversations. Yeah. And not just between like black people i mean like like institutional conversations Mm -hmm. like i mean think about like the fact that we've had people have blackface how many people in government in government (laughs) like honestly black history month is the opportunity for us to be really having those conversations because in this day and age in this economy, <laughs> you can't tell me that we're... N- oh, guys. You can't tell me that we're still having situations where people are doing blackface. Yeah. So, honestly, this is like... This is a common quote, but for those of you have that haven't heard it, is like, racism hasn't been abolished. Mm-hmm. It just changed forms. <gasps> so, it's like, it's still there. If I go in the store, people are still going to follow me around. Yeah. To the point where some stores I go in, I'm like, can I even leave without buying anything? Because then they'll think I'm stealing. Like, it's that deep. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because you can't just go and window shop because everyone's going to be like, why are they looking? Like, Mm -hmm. do they have any plans? Mm -hmm. And really and truly, I'm just broke and I can't afford it. So I'm going to come back when I have money. (laughs) Like, yeah, so it just evolves. And, like, yeah, people... It's just a lot of prejudice, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But it's also racism and systematic racism. Yes. And honestly, like, I feel like open dialogue is the first step to getting it abolished. Mm-hmm. But after the first step, I'm not sure how we can go about getting that done. I feel like making sure that it's not just a conversation that happens when something bad happens. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that I'm beginning to realize, I'm taking an ethics class, and we were talking about um, racism and, like, discrimination in the workplace. And what we were saying was that 
we realize that whenever a situation happens is when a conversation happens. Yeah. So if someone is caught stealing within the workplace, that's when they'll have training about making sure, you know, there's integrity and honesty and people aren't stealing. Mm -hmm. If someone goes out into the media and talks about, I was sexually assaulted. That's mm. when a company will now do all this training about what's good conduct within the company, mm. what constitutes as what and constitutes as that. All of those things are done after something has happened. It's almost like we're constantly reacting. Yeah. And not responding yeah. before the situation happens. So I think like having a conversation is well and good, but mm-hmm. if we're not continuing with those conversations, it just becomes one of those things where people know that there's going to be uproar mm-hmm. when there's a situation. But after the situation is gone, we don't care. Yeah. When we had like people in government, I'm not even going to throw their names out there, <laughs> have blackface, not once, but twice, and it come out in the media, we fussed about it for a week, for two weeks. And then after that, it was done. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we'd continue to have the conversation after that? Like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I just okay. think, like, it's not enough to just have a yeah. reactionary conversation. We, we need to constantly be emphasizing why it's important to be talking about these things. Because the reality is, every single day, people face discrimination still. Mm -hmm. Every single day, someone feels like someone is being prejudiced against them. Like, but we're not having the conversations constantly. We're having them when something happens as a reaction. So to play devil's advocate, do you feel like, because I feel like when someone is there and trying to have the constant conversation, Mm -hmm. people look at it as being overwhelming and not just like, you know... Because the culture we have now for, like, social media, there's an uproar for, like, two, three days, and then it just goes away. So that one person who's like, no, we can't just do this. We have to keep talking about it. You don't think that they'll be perceived as being overbearing and just overwhelming? They could. Yeah. But I think that's a problem. Yeah. Because this is the thing. If something is still affecting people... I look at places like America Mm -hmm. that... Would, I would say is like the the hub of black history mm-hmm. as we know it like here in the western world I look at America and I say they are literally perpetuating battles that they thought they'd won mm-hmm. why? yeah but why? I think it's because we, we get comfortable. We become complacent. Everything seems cool right now. Mm-hmm. So why do we need to talk about it? The importance of having continuous conversations is that you don't forget. And it will be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's accepting that I will feel uncomfortable because I have to challenge a belief that I've had for a very long time. Yeah. It's understanding that because of that discomfort... I will have to really think about something before I do it. Yeah. So I don't, I think we all need to get it like that. It's like, it's really still important that we do continue to have the conversation Mm -hmm. because through those conversations, we can actually, I think even just on a person to person situation, two, three weeks ago, um, the Community Race Relations Committee in Peterborough had like a diversity speed dating 
uh, mm-hmm. situation. No, it was a month ago. And we brought like different groups of people to talk and have conversations with a bunch of different cue cards just asking like random questions. Mm-hmm. And one every one minute a person would ha- have to talk about that convert that question or that comment and give their opinion, then the other person would give their opinion on the exact same topic. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to say anything. And then after that person had presented their argument, you then discussed it. And the one thing that I realized was that people see a situation, they all see the same situation, but the way we interpret the information from that situation mm-hmm. influences different. the way we react to it, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't understand what racism means to you, I can't have a race conversation with you. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. But how do we even get to a point where we can openly discuss what racism means to each of us? And that's a good question because I feel like racism is one of the topics where it's like, kind of, like everyone knows it's there, but no one wants to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Like, so whenever you start to talk about it, you see people getting uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And they kind of... And shut, hella defensive. Yeah, they shut you down. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Congratulations. Do you want a cupcake? <laughs> like, like, there's so much more to it. Yeah. And I feel like the people who say, like, I'm not racist. I have black friends. They're just That's showing. That's I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no. Because... Okay, you're not racist. It's not like I'm calling you racist. I'm just saying how it affects me. Yeah. So why are you getting so defensive about it? But that's why I think it's important to continue to have the conversation. Yeah. Because we won't even get to... Can you imagine if someone gets to a point where they're like, well, are you calling me racist? At that point, y'all are not having a conversation anymore. (laughs) Y'all are both defensive and you're not having a conversation. Conversation means sometimes you get in there, you you disagree, you leave, but you come back because it's important to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, for me, I'm a really big advocate on young people being, well, not interested in politics, but participating or engaging with political issues that affect them. One thing, like, before I came to Trent and before I got involved in TISA, I would not consider myself a political person. Mm -hmm. But... What Ankit did, he made me realize that we're all a political, we're all political. Yeah. Because like I wouldn't like I wouldn't go and search mm-hmm. for politics, mm-hmm. but if there's an issue that's deeply like that just rubbed me the wrong way, yeah, I'm gonna say something and I'll have a huge debate about it. I remember in high school, my English teacher, she would literally get excited when something in the news happened. Yeah. She's like, I'm bringing this to class for you guys to debate, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Okay, Okay. like, let's go. (laughs) I have some strong thoughts. So, yeah, I think everyone should not... I feel like right now politics has this front where everyone's just, like, "Uh, it's there, Mm -hmm. but mm, they don't want to get, like, too deep in Mm -hmm. it because politics has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like everyone just has social issues that really affect them and really just rub them so that they can't just ignore it, like... And, yeah. like, how are we going to get new ideas if all the new ideas are chilling at home and yeah. not caring about <laughs> politics? Like, yeah. realistically speaking, a lot of the governments, and I, obviously with Canada, it's a little bit different, but where I come from, the countries are being run by old men. 
who are literally making the same mistakes every single term and expecting different results. Oh my gosh. I cannot stand politics back home. So it's these two parties, the two main parties, and everyone's just like, oh, I'm not voting for this party, I'm voting for this party. But they're the same. I'm like... Legit. There's literally no difference. You're like, oh, this person didn't do this. I'm going to vote this person in. You're literally voting for... They li- they're best friends, you know? So, like, during campaigns, they row and they're like, oh, this person is not doing this. And then right after, they're eating... Um, breakfast by the beach and they're cool Rel- and you're out there killing each other oh my gosh <laughs> don't even get me started the Indian politics gosh that just rubs a d- oh that mm. but where are young people like really think about it so like, this is my problem there are young people yeah wanting to get out there yeah but the old people won't give them a chance why don't you go in as in the capacity of an advisor Oh, I don't know how politics work. But, like, but like <laughs> I'm saying there are ways around yeah. politics. You don't have to be the president of a country okay, but for you to influence the things that happen within the country. Yeah, so you can go in as an advisor, right? But you also have to understand that the people, the old people in power now, they're not open to other ideas. Because literally, like, just on Twitter, yeah. we have so much good discussions mm-hmm. about politics and about our country Mm -hmm. and i really like i'm hopeful for the country Mm -hmm. but they're not willing to listen to anything any views other than their own they're so stagnant and Mm close-minded and ignorant that they're just like what i do is right and there's no other way i think it's it's in the delivery of the message if you can okay i know with zimbabwe Mm -hmm. a lot of our politicians want to maximize profit if yeah. I can pitch an idea in the light of whatever, like, let's say I want to build a hospital mm-hmm. and I've gotten sponsors or donors from Canada, for example. If I go and pitch it as we need hospitals, this is unacceptable, da 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 guess what? Not Nothing's happening. <laughs> But if I go there and I'm like, yo, we have an amazing investment opportunity that you could be part of making global history and creating this hospital, do you not think you are stroking someone's ego a little bit and that will force them? (laughs) It's all in the presentation of of our information. And I think the other thing, there's nothing, you don't have to physically be involved in politics but be informed mm-hmm. about politics because that will help you into like when you do start having these conversations you're informed the one thing i really appreciate about Tisa and and i appreciate about you and Ankit is that you keep me informed mm-hmm. that when i do then go out there and have conversations about politics and i go out there and have conversations about policy or just life in general yeah. i'm well informed information guys is like the key to changing, like, nations. Honestly. Honestly. Because right now, I feel like there's just a lot of people that don't know anything, but they're loud and they're not knowing exactly. anything. So everyone's like, oh, maybe they do know what they're saying. And then you just join in the loudness. Yeah. And you're just like, ah! Because 
literally like something happened earlier this week back home so they're doing like rallies instead yeah. of having debates between candidates they yeah. do rallies yeah so this lady she was introducing one of the like what do they call it candidates yeah and she literally says in a black dominated country she says now I am introducing a light skinned curly haired doctor not like those darkies um taking creating heat what while she's just as dark as me so i'm like sis excuse me what do you mean by that oh my gosh i'm just like (laughs) firstly what like what are you saying she's trying to imply that if you're dark-skinned you're not smart enough to be a doctor which is just ridiculous because mm -hmm. and then secondly she says darkies creating heat when most of the population mm-hmm. is people of a darker complexion. So I'm like, this is just a whole new level of self-hate. Yeah. Like, what? And then it's funny, in a way, because just the week before, we were having a discussion on Twitter mm-hmm. about if colorism exists and if racism Ooh. exists in Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Because everyone likes to think, because we're black-dominated, it doesn't exist. Yeah. That's a lie. It's still there. Yeah. And you can see it just because, like, even as simple as if I were to go to a tourist area with mm-hmm. one of my friends who's a light skin, he'd be treated better because they assume that he's a tourist. Really? Yeah. Like, if he were to go without opening his mouth, he would just be treated better. Once they wow. hear his accent, and just because I'm black, mm-hmm. they'd automatically assume, like, yeah, okay, I'm a Bahamian. So... They don't have to... Like, I don't have to give that most of my attention. Yeah. And she's essentially perpetuating that. Yeah. See, but this is why I think it's still... Again, why I'm emphasizing it's important that we have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Black History Month is literally the best opportunity for us to talk and evaluate where we're going. Mm -hmm. Because we really are making black history. Yeah. We want... For 10 years, five, like 5, 10, 15, 30 years from now, we want to be able to say we left a legacy mm-hmm. that our children will benefit from. So that when they start learning about history in 2019, 2020, 2021, whatever year it is, mm-hmm. when they start learning about that history, they can see the impact and the influence that we all had. And honestly, having social media is such a good tool for having access to information. Yeah. Information is so easy. Not easy, but it's really easy to find information yeah. and really look out for it. Why don't we just start by being informed? Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a conversation, that's fine. You don't want to go out there and protest, that's fine. You don't want to be doing warrior, warrior, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Be informed. That's the first step. I think for me, that's that's the one challenge I want to have this year. During Black History Month, I'm intentionally like going out, reading books, mm-hmm. going out, being updated. I listen to the news every single morning because I want to be informed. Yeah, I want to go out and even if I do meet someone, they want to have a conversation with me about race or they want to have a conversation with me about gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. I want to be informed. Yeah. Because I never want to be in a situation where I don't maximize on an opportunity for change. Wow. Yeah. So, guys, 
be informed. Go out, <laughs> get that information. And to be honest, you don't even have to really go out. Sometimes you just have to listen yeah. and be observant. So a lot of the times, Ropa and Ankit are having these huge discussions. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there listening because I'm not well, in, like, I don't know enough to have a valid contribution. Mm-hmm. So I'm just listening. And if I don't understand, I'm like, hold on, wait, wait, what? Can you rewind that? Mm-hmm. And just be open to learn new things. Because I learned so much from Ankit these mm-hmm. past couple months. Like, it's crazy. The things I, the things I know right now, I never would have thought about it. Yeah. And right now, it's something like, it's something like, yeah, that's simple for me now. Yeah. But the beginning of the school year, it wasn't even in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, you got to be able to be open to new experiences yeah. and learn new things and unlearn some things because some things that we were taught are wrong. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think just like in concluding the show today... I want to emphasize how important it is for us to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There's so much good that can come out of discomfort. And the moment you start realizing that you do feel uncomfortable based on a situation or a conversation, I think it's a really good uh, opportunity for us to look within ourselves and really analyze why we feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that we can be doing to make sure that we don't feel uncomfortable in the yeah. future. So, yeah. Oh, that was a good discussion, guys. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your reading week. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>